I made a hundred grand this last half hour. Yeah. I'm gonna splash my man seed on a plant <laughs> and see what happens. Splash. You know? <laughs> I mean I This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Why have you not gone to see Crazy Rich Asians? <laughs> Why should I go see Crazy Like you say, like what's I mean, should I have gone to see... Like, is there something a, wrong with me? It's a huge hit. Yeah, There's but... no white people in it. It's a diversity thing. Okay. Why aren't you jumping out of your seat to go see it? it I don't care. What? I, I, don't, I don't care about the movie. Maybe I'll see it. I probably won't see it in the theaters. So I, what's a movie you saw recently where you're like, I have to see this movie? Black Klansman. And you like that? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Spike Lee. Yeah. So, so it was the name recognition? If no, you know what? Actually, I had forgotten that it was even a Spike Lee movie until I sat down mm. and they said, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, it's Spike Lee. It didn't even... No, I, Crazy Rich Asians, what? It's a story where a uh, really rich guy hooks up with a girl who's trash or something. I, see, the I don't even tracks. know that much about it. Yeah. I just know it's Crazy Rich Asians and everybody's saying that you have to go see it because... Because it's diversity. Because but then or that's it's Hollywood I mean, diversity. This is the thing that is. Uh, I recognize this tendency, and this is, is goes. Maybe I'm an asshole. Probably I'm an asshole. Eh. But I remember when I was in high school. Um, the hot video game. Now, granted, when I was in high school, it was all arcade video games. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I had an Atari. I mean, mm-hmm. the yep. home video games were not high end. Yeah. You know, so if you wanted to play a really cool game, you had to go to an arcade, which malls had when they had malls. Yeah, remember malls? I do remember malls. And uh, and and everybody. But, uh, but was Atari like, was pretty high end for home entertainment. Well, I mean, it was Pong and Space Invaders, which were like Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall, Pitfall didn't Harry. come until later. That didn't come until okay. later. Right. But still, anyway, that I one mean, was my jam. But like, you know, if you wanted to play something like uh, Galaga, yeah, pole position, exactly. Yeah. But everybody said you got to play Miss Pac Man. Okay. And because everybody said you had to play it, because everybody was talking about it, because everybody said it was the coolest fucking thing, I would have played, I would have taken rocks and uh-huh. played war with rocks in a fucking street parking lot yeah. before I'd played Miss Pac-Man because it was the popular thing and everybody was telling me I had to. It's that whole thing like 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong, but m- maybe. Maybe only, yeah. All the hype around that kind yeah. of stuff makes me go. It's, it's, I'm the same way. It gives yeah. me a serious pause, and it's almost like, well, no, no, I'm not gonna see it because fuck you. Yeah, am I a contrarian? Yes. Is that maybe make me a dick? Possibly. No, just stop telling me what to see and calm down. It's I mean, a movie. Jordan Peele was a student of mine all the way back in the day, you mm-hmm. know, 30 years ago, and uh, and when Get Out came out, I wanted to see Get Out, but the hype was so heavy that this was. You know, the black man's experience, and it, it, it was so politicized. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. It was just so politicized that if you didn't see Get Out and like it, then you were a part of the problem mm-hmm. kind of mania. And so I didn't see Get Out when it... I, I mean, I waited. Yeah. I waited for a little while. I saw it at home. Yeah, I, I rented yeah, I it at home. for a little while, yeah. and, then I, and then I watched it. Yeah. And, uh, and I feel the same way about Crazy Rich Asians. I feel the same thing way about, was it HBO's Sharp Things? I've never even saw that. Basically, I read, I read, I don't know anything about it other than everybody says it's the most important thing you have to see, so I'm just probably going to wait. I'm a little guilty of that sometimes, too. Same Game of Thrones. I'm that way with, shit, we kind of do this with every episode. We tell people what to do because this thing we need to watch, this movie is so good, you have to do that this week. So maybe we should, maybe, maybe we should uh, tell them things not to do. Don't see Crazy Rich Asians. Well, you know, maybe, but maybe they should. Okay. I don't know. I don't. Think I don't you care. See, I mean, I think you should see Deadpool two. Yeah. I think you should see Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm-hmm. You know, but these are things that I that I really like. I guess maybe it's that. Uh, but there's I, also I, no pop, 
uh, political. I'm so tired of the political. You have no political yeah. angle I'm behind. I'm so it tired of the yeah. political angle on everything my, that my, I just kind of want to see stuff that maybe is maybe I just I'm looking for escapism. Which if you've looked at anything I wrote about theater and art. Fucking ten years ago. Yeah. Oh my. Everything has to mean something. Yeah, yeah. I was all theaters political. Yeah. And now I've gotten to the point where it's like, oh, could it just not be once? Yeah. Could it just be a little less political? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's not about LGBTQTBA. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's not a thing about race in America. Maybe. It's See, I saw Black Klansman because not because of the the political yeah. side of it. I just it looked like a, a entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it, it and it wasn't really well. It was kind of political. Like, there were things in it where he, like, they make really obvious, almost tongue-in-cheek wink at the audience. Yeah. Uh, they connect it to today's Well, that's climate. Spike Lee. Spike you know, Lee yeah. does right. with every movie right. he's ever done. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's sort of his, it's, it's a quasi-documentary but kind of thing. then at the end, it does, like, the coda for the movie is... It 100 percent. Yeah, political. I've heard about that. Yeah, I've heard um, about that. Well, I, I definitely want to see that, but I have no interest in seeing the Boots Riley movie. I don't, I've never even heard That's of it. That's that, and I can't even remember what it's called, but it's the one where it's, I mean, it, and the thing is, it looks really good. Yeah. It's basically about a black guy that decides that he needs to be successful, and Danny Glover tells him, use your white voice, and he becomes wildly wealthy because he uses his sure. white voice. In fact, as I recall from reading. Excuse me, I, I had... Yeah, I had yeah. flash taco for lunch. You, 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 had to, you had to prove to somebody you had a great big dick. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, no, but they had David. When he actually speaks, it's David Cross. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. okay, yes. So there's, there's that's funny. Everything about yeah. that movie should make me want to rush to the theater and go see it. Yeah. And but because everything I've read about the movie is how how this is the black man's real experience. I'm just like I just I I need a break. I, need I don't want to watch. It. I can't I take it. Yeah, I I don't want to watch Crazy Rich Asians. Right now, anyway, like I'm not rushing out to see it because, like I, like I was saying, it's it fe- it feels like a story that we've seen a thousand times. There's nothing ch- like rich yeah, guy meets Asian a girl from still. across. There's no white people in it at all. It's, so what? It's the same story we've seen a thousand times. But isn't that enough to see it? We know exactly how it's going to happen. Don't you exactly support the Asians with your dollars? I mean, I don't not want to support them with my dollars, but I I just feel like is that really helping the Asian? So my brother-in-law Lester is is Asian. He's Taiwanese. Mother's straight off the boat from Taiwan. If I go see Crazy Rich Asians, is that going to help him? That He's got a kid that's going to be here in like a week. His first kid is going to be here. And I don't think that's going to help him buy diapers or... But no, but if you say to him... I suck crazy rich Asians. <laughs> I should say that. It's kind of like it's kind of like in Get Out saying yeah. I voted for Obama. Yeah, I would have voted for him the third time. It's the same thing. I suck crazy rich Asians. Lester, congr- congratulations on being a dad. Welcome to the club. Aren't you? Listen, I saw crazy rich Asians. Want to talk about it? Yeah. You want to talk about Asianness? Yeah. It's just so virtue signaling. So maybe that's why I don't want to go see it. Is because it's just there's this pressure from the virtue signaling crowd that. Well, you need to you need to see this. But you need to support. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, if if Black Panther had been a shit movie, right, it still would have made a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean and that's, that's okay. The, like, make the money. That's but awesome. It's a great. It's you. a great movie. I, I recently read, and I don't know if you read this, is because you've I'm sure you've read that the you know the Academy Awards mm-hmm. are uh, putting out. They're 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 thinking about. They went from five best picture nominees. They went, oh shit. Some of these super huge popular movies aren't getting in the top five, so let's make it ten. You know, they did that a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. And their ratings are still falling. Mm-hmm. And so now they're 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 floated out there. I don't know if it's official, but they floated out that they're going to have uh, in addition to best picture, they're gonna have most popular picture. Like best popular picture. And, and and the thing about it is what I think is and I actually I I I, I kind of dig that because talking about politics, I mean yeah. that's taking the electoral college out of yeah, it. Out of, now, the, out of it? it, yeah. Um, well, it's just making it. So the, the best MTV, picture, the, it's the most popular the, picture this year goes to Hillary Clinton. Yay! Yeah. All it's, right. But yeah. it's making it the MTV Movie Awards is right. what it's making. Yeah. It because they need the, they want they they want the ratings. So you know, this sure. is the Oscars. Yeah. Um, but uh, what I liked was on one hand I liked the 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 folks that made Black Panther, that Marvel and. Uh, and you know all the all the creators yeah. basically said fuck you we want best picture yeah. with the exception 
that while I think Black Panther is a blast, doesn't deserve Best Picture. It, you know, it's not like this is world class script or world class acting. No. And you know, know, I wrote a piece about it. It had a lot of holes, it, it had in a my lot, opinion. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, you know, and, and so it's like, okay, I appreciate that you want the best picture, but it's it, Ethan Hawke just recently was like sniffing in the air about, well, all the superhero movies, as if superhero movies were somehow below less the, than. Yeah. And you know, there's an argument to be made. You know that, that you can you know, make the argument. I, I would make the argument that it's still art. I mean, like the acting well, still needs to be good. The script still needs to be good. If the script and acting is shit, i.e., DC, yeah, it's not going to work. It's just going to be a turd. What is like the, you need the Oscars to determine what the most popular movie is? Look at the box office numbers. Yeah, they tell you that the weekend after. Well, it comes and the thing out. about it is, most of the movies in the last, at least the last twenty years, uh, the the movies that were Best Picture nominees that won were the most popular movies of their day. Right. So I think it's sort of, it's just sort of a way of saying, wow, Hollywood's not going to vote for anything that's super, super popular and maybe a bit youth-oriented. Well, it isn't saying that Crazy Rich Asians, because I've seen people posting about this on Facebook. I have that, it, that it suggests that, all right, Hollywood, you hear that? White Hollywood, white male Hollywood. You don't need white people to make a successful movie. You can have all Asians and no white people in it, and that's great, okay? And, and that's Except why I've seen it. That's why I haven't seen it, I don't that care about all that. It's only good if the other races are accepted by white Hollywood. If you want to see, like, real success for where you don't need white man Hollywood, yeah. you look at Tyler Perry. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're good movies. They're not good movies. They suck. They're not for us. They're like they're trash. not for white guys. But, but they're just not good. But Tyler Perry you know, come on. has done it the right way. He's funny. Cir- he circumvented all of Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Did everything himself, and right on, dude. Yeah, I mean that is success. Yeah, I think that is more successful. and That is more important to the advancement of the people of color. Well, but than Crazy Rich Asians well, getting the, the nod from the I white people. I understand from one standpoint. One standpoint is I'm a black actor. I mean, I'm not. But if I were, I could say I'm a black <laughs> actor, and uh, and I I want to make I want to make Tom Cruise money because who the fuck doesn't want to make Tom Cruise money? Yeah. Except for the fact that Tyler Perry, who will cast black actors, doesn't have Tom Cruise money to throw my way, and doing a Tyler Perry movie isn't going to get me noticed. In the establishment right. that's going to get me Tom Cruise money. Right. What I got to do is I got to have white Hollywood, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. I've got to have the power brokers in Hollywood uh, throw me the bone mm-hmm. and give me a Black Panther role. Yeah. And then I'm making maybe not Tom Cruise money, but shit. You're making of Black done. Panther. Who's the actor that played Black, Black Panther? Chadwick Boseman. You're making Boseman money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 the thing that's interesting about it is because so I I, I kind of see both sides of it as I see. From from a sort of objective, let me go, you know, macrocosm sort of perspective, I see the, the argument that, you know, if you want to make the big bucks, you have to demonstrate in some way that the movies you're making with the casts that you're casting are going to make that kind of money. Right. Well, the thing about it is, if, if and, and I think this is an interesting point, is... If the black Hollywood establishment wants to be making Tom Cruise money, you got to do more than just get out and Black Panther. Yeah. So I understand why you're pushing the Boots Riley. I understand what you know. I understand that 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 makes complete sense as a consumer. I mean, same thing with the Crazy Rich Asians. It's yeah. like you don't need white people to make a good movie. No shit. Yeah. But the big money doesn't go to right. You know, in fact, I read, uh, I read, again, I read randomly uh, a woman that wrote a book and her protagonist was Asian and she took far less money to sell the rights to her, the movie rights to her book so she could find uh, a producer that would guarantee her that they would not cast the main character white. Okay. You know, and, yeah. and I thought, good for fucking her. Yeah. That's you know, it, 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 is it sad that she has to take less money to get that guarantee? I think so. Yeah, it's kind of sad, you know, because Emma Stone can play all colors. We found that out. And, 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 and Scarlett <laughs> Johansson can play all ethnicities. She can play transgender. She can do anything. No, she cannot. Well, uh, you know. No, she cannot. Not at all. But uh, I think it's, you know, I, like I said, I see, I see two sides of the story just but from a consumer standpoint, I find being told I have to see a piece of popular entertainment for reasons other than it's good or entertaining mm-hmm. 
um, I, I just, I resist it. Yeah. I, I do. I, I resist. Yeah. I'm going to put a sticker on my car. It says resist. Crazy rich Asians. And that's, well, I'm not going to say resist crazy, just in general resist. So maybe I'm just resisting on different levels. You know what would be funny about that, that bumper sticker is that resist crazy rich Asians could not be about the movie. It could just be like generally crazy rich Asians. Yeah. You need to resist them. Well, crazy people yikes. anyway. You right. just kind of resist crazy yeah. people in general. My grandmother saw it. Uh, 90, 90, yeah. 94 years old, she saw it, and I was talking to her about it, and she's like, oh, it's cute. And she told me about the movie, and it was exactly what I knew it was going to be. Yeah, just, In the end, the family accepts the poor the poor trash girl. I know she's not poor trash, no, but, no. like, she's from she's not as rich or whatever. Like, it's a story about class and well, but, rich and, people accepting it. I mean, we've seen this a gazillion and a half fucking times. There is the argument. It was a I, plot point in the movie Cocktail. That's true. Cocktail. <laughs> Considered by some to be brilliant. When is uh, that going to get an Oscar now for that's crying out loud? never going to happen, man. The most overlooked movie. Coglin's Law. I think, yeah. No Oscars. That's That's, that's my next tattoo. I'm just going to get all of Coglin's Law's tattooed on my back. And then and then you can sleep here when your wife divorces you. <laughs> yeah, you just have to crash on the sofa because she didn't have any fucking thing to do with you after that. Coglin's Law on your back. Holy shit. Um, no, but I, I, there, there is something interesting in, in, in Millennium Park. We had the movie nights. And what's very interesting, and I think there is something, and I'm, I mean, I know there is something to having people that look like you represented on big Hollywood screens. Yep. It's important. Yep. I know for me, you know, having the Incredible Hulk finally come to life, mm-hmm. I went, there I am. Yeah. And I feel like I'm represented now in film. Sure. But uh, I, I noticed, uh, like, regular movies, you know, like, you know, there, there are a lot of movies that they did in the park uh, this summer. But the two movies that got the mo- that like we had to shut the park down twenty thousand plus people, mm-hmm. and these are movies that you can watch on Netflix. They're like twenty these years old. Movie- 10 years no, old. no, these are brand new movies oh. that you can still watch on Netflix. You get okay. streaming. Their DVDs are out. You don't have to come to Millennium Park with twenty thousand other people to see them. Yeah, but Get Out mm-hmm. and Coco. Okay. And yeah. just almost across the board, the audience for Get Out was a very black audience. Almost across the board, the the, the, the audience for Coco were Latina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is something to be said about sort of that let's get together and celebrate this sure. in a communal space. So I think there's something positive about this. I just know that for me, and, you know, it's, I, I, I'm certain, I am certain that there is some very strident person, probably white, mm-hmm. probably a woman, mm-hmm. likely 25 to 23 years old, that would say, well, it's not made for you. And yeah. my argument would be, if I have a dollar, it's fucking made for me, because Hollywood isn't they about don't egalitarian. They yeah. want to make the fucking bones. That's yeah. why they exist. Yeah. They don't even care if people watch it. They just want the money. They just want the cash. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to the movie and fall asleep in it. They don't give a they goddamn give a fuck. Shit. Yeah. yeah, I I, I saw Coco. Really liked Coco. I loved Saw Coco. Get Out. Loved that one, too. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I'm sure I'll like Crazy Rich Asians. I'm just not I'll rushing just wait, out to I'll see it. i just wait for it to be on Netflix. The story and the thing is, doesn't interest me. I don't even know because I'm not really into rom-coms anyway. And, and yeah, and that's the other I've thing. I've seen it's just, It's like... I saw Pretty Woman. Right. From the way you describe it, it just sounds like Pretty Woman, rich guy, prostitute, get together, everybody hates it. You know, okay, yeah, I've seen it. And I thought Pretty Woman was kind of shitty. Everybody went, oh, Pretty Woman's the greatest movie in the world. It's a sad fucking movie when you think about it. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch it again. I I don't think it deserves to be turned into a musical. Oh, Jesus, no. Yeah. My brother went and saw that. He buys one of those packages. You you get like all the theater, you know, you get like 20 tickets or whatever the hell it is. So he went and saw it. He sees, and they're all shit. They're all like, you don't yeah. get Hamilton, you don't no. get, you know, Book of Mormon. You get Pretty Woman and whatever, like Phantom Part Two Kinky or whatever boots. the hell it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <That> nonsense. <laughs> sure. Now, oh. if Crazy Rich Asians was like blended with Kinky Boots, maybe then I'd see it. Yeah, that sounds that interesting. Would be, that would be. That would be. You know. Yeah. Sure. Kinky Rich Asians. I would see, go see that. Well, see, I would see Kinky Rich Asians like yeah. that. Are you kidding me? In a yeah. heartbeat. In line the night before, camping out. Yeah. To oh, get, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. With, 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 a, with, a, with a handful of tissues and another handful with some lube. Yep. I'm there. Yep. Kinky, kinky Rich Asians. Yeah, I'm there.
tomorrow is what I would consider uh, it's fast becoming, in my opinion, as effective a holiday as Arbor Day. And Arbor Day is the one where you cut down trees, right? No, it's when you celebrate trees. Oh, I'm sorry, you're Jewish. Tubishvat. Oh, got it, got there it. There you yep. go. Yes. Yep. Um, you know, it's a celebration of the trees, and nobody celebrates Arbor Day because nobody gives a fuck. Because we're not the fucking Lorax. Because we're not the Lorax, exactly. Yeah. And tomorrow is Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Labor Day was created by, by the government to celebrate labor unions and, and labor laws and to celebrate labor. The working force that almost no longer exists and that's in this thing. country we anymore. Now, we, have, we now have, what's different now, we have massive, well, there was massive wealth inequality then, but not like it is. But now we've gotten to a return to the gig economy. Yep. You know, when half the workforce is driving their own cars to, to <laughs> taxi people around yeah. for peanuts. Yeah, this, this, this is not great. And Labor guess what? You know, who, you know who's going to be working extra hard tomorrow on Labor Day? Is lift all those drivers. lift drivers, Oops. yeah, because yeah. the rest of us are taking the day off and getting drunk and need to be shuttled around to whatever. Exactly. Yeah. That and bartenders. Yep. And, uh, you know, if your toilet gets broken, you're probably going to call a plumber. Yep. And have to get that done and pay extra. And anybody working at a Target or a Walmart, pretty much all the labor is going to be working on Labor Day. The IT guys might have it off. No. You don't I think mean, so? Well, I mean, the Apple guys yeah. probably do. Yeah. But no, I, yeah, Labor Day, it's, it, it's the end of summer. That's what it is. It's so Memorial Day starts the summer, Labor Day ends it. It means you can no longer wear your white jeans. And, and, in, and in this world of global climate change, I would argue that Labor Day doesn't even really signify the end of summer because September is going to have 95 degree days. It did last year. Yeah. So anybody who tells Don he can't wear his white jeans after Labor Day, fuck you. Yeah, because... Summer ain't over yet. Because why would you wear white jeans? Ever! I mean, I mean it's, it's like, I mean, you know, I get the joke, well, Don wearing his white jeans. Why would anyone wear white jeans? I, I don't know. They're hot. I, I had a girlfriend who once told me, this is a direct quote, because I, I, I'm still confused by it. It's like a decade later, and she said, I want to be thin enough so I can wear white jeans. I don't know what that means. Oh, I do. Okay, that, 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 I mean, I know what it means, but like, why is that a thing that? Well, because the thing about it is, because anything you wear white makes you look about, you know, makes you look heavier. That's why black is slimming. Okay. If you wear black pants, you somehow. Yeah, because black is slimming, right? Yeah. And okay. it's slimming because our eyes. I don't know. It's about a visual thing. But like, if you wear white jeans, so it's is it a status show, thing? It's like, look at how healthy gonna, I am. It is going to show all the fucking lumps. You're going to see all the fucking fatty tissue and mm. the, those mashed potatoes you duct taped to your hips the other night. Those are going to be showing up. So yeah, so maybe the idea is that if you are thin and fit enough or rich enough to pretend like you're thin and fit enough to wear white jeans in public, maybe you should, but I just can't imagine anybody wearing white jeans and not going... I don't, wait a minute, do I want to leave the house with these fucking jeans? Because they're white, they're white jeans. There's they get dirty. With it. Well, they're just ugly. There's white, it's... I, see, I'm more concerned about the problem, you just, they get dirty too easily. Well, just, but they're unsightly. Eh, yeah, especially if they're dirty. I mean, unless you're like a, a supermodel and you weigh six pounds. So are you saying, you said a minute ago that unless you can afford... What did you say? If you're rich enough to, to wear white to pretend, jeans. To if pretend, you're rich, if you're rich enough, enough to, to pretend. To pretend, to confuse yourself and have hired help that will tell you how thin and that when you put on those white jeans, it doesn't look like two pigs wrestle in a fucking bag. So if you're struggling... Then maybe you do. So you're saying that if you're struggling with weight and you want to get down to a certain... If you, if you want to be thin enough to wear white jeans, maybe don't worry about being thin enough. Just worry about making enough money. Sure, can afford. Hey, Harvey Weinstein, until he got called out, was living. The, he's the ugliest motherfucker you ever yeah. seen in your life, and he was pulling his dick out and getting away with it. Why? Power and money. That's it. I wonder it. if he ever wore white jeans. God, I hope not. What an unsightly fucking Moby Dick bullshit that would be. Probably hides the semen he's got stained all over his knees. I yeah, think. you know, I, I don't think he has any semen stained his knees. He always pulls it out and jerks off on a plant. How much semen do you think the guy's was got? Was he the plant guy? Or was he was the plant guy? I thought it was Louis C.K. C.K. was the watch me masturbate, or listen oh. to me masturbate. 
I get my exposed dicks I'm confused. I'm going to jerk off and shoot in this plant. Yeah, that was one of, that was one of the stories. <laughs> that was one of the stories. <laughs> what a fucking weird. This is the thing. <laughs> when you got that much money, I guess that's something you get. Yeah, you can fuck you a plant. Kind of, you you can, kind yeah. of tapped all the possible kink you can find, and so you just got to be in search of some wacky fucking kink. Yeah, I've never whacked it on a fern before. Uh, fuck it. Well, let me give it a shot. I made a hundred grand yesterday. I'm gonna jerk I'm, off on a exactly. fern. Exactly. I made a hundred grand this last half hour. Yeah. I'm gonna splash my man seed on a plant <laughs> and see what happens. Splash. You know. Gross. I mean, I I made I made the Jello nucleus in high school, and that was an experiment. Let me try a totally different experiment that they wouldn't let me do in uh-huh. grade school. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad for Labor Day. Like it. Like you know what? Frankly, no. Fuck it. I'm not glad for Labor Day because it means that winter's coming. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, even if we have another four weeks of summer, it's still the end. I mean, this is the Indian summer. Like, the end is near. Um, Isn't that a racist thing to say? Indian summer? Yeah. Uh, probably. I don't know. I mean, is it? I don't know where the origin of the word came from, but I'm sure it is now. Sorry, Native American well, I'm summer. Well, sure I'm sure there's somebody that's probably 20 years old that doesn't know where the word lawn jockey comes from, but it's still a racist Jesus, episode. yeah. I mean, if you didn't, if you've never seen, mm. like, a lawn jockey on some southern sure. guy's house, yeah. you don't know. Well, I mean... It, that's what, a really good point. Maybe we should educate people. Like, there should be a, a college course that's just racist epithets. Yeah, here's... here's well, what makes me laugh is... And this was... Uh, at one of our usher briefings and, and you know doing doing the ushers uh, for front of house for Millennium Park we had the usher briefing and for the orchestras my boss Joe would come in and he liked to he liked to just kind of because most of my ushers aren't orchestra people mm-hmm. you know he would like to give them a little bit of information about what they were hearing so that if anybody asked you know, this is this is who Carl Orff was and this mm-hmm. is why Car- Carmina Barana is important yeah. and there are lots of positions the ushers you know you've got people in the seating bowl and then the ushers in the seating bowl and then you've got people out on the lawn mm-hmm. you've got people on the west walkway this kind of stuff and I'm talking and I have to set it up that at least half of my ushers are black okay I mean notwithstanding just what it is so they love get out well I don't know if they did or not but uh, they and hated they hated that fucking night because it was 20,000 people yeah I didn't give a shit who it was it was I, Jesus fucking Christ this movie night could you calm down I thought it was going to be an easy ushering night and it wasn't but right, right. I'm sitting there and I'm going through my stuff and I'm like okay those of you in the seating bowl do this that the other thing and I go and the lawn jockeys and I mean you know I'm saying the, the ushers <laughs> on the lawn but right. the word that came out of my mouth was lawn jockey mm-hmm. and I finish my sentence and I'm imme- I am immediately about to say I am really sorry. Yeah. And then Joe, before I get to that point, goes, oh, that's good. Lawn jockey. No. He doesn't know. He doesn't have any reference point. He How old is Joe? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. For some reason, he didn't know what that word meant. He e- didn't understand the etymology of that word. And he goes, oh, lawn jockeys. Oh, we got to use that's a good. That one's good. Oh my and I'm God. just sitting there going, I can't now... I can't now apologize to everybody because that will just serve to really be, and it will just really embarrass me. Well, how did the ushers take it? They didn't. I looked at them. I was watching their faces. It just went right over. It the, just went over. I guess most maybe of them maybe the phrase most, is it just it's, it's maybe gone. It's retired. Maybe it's they gone. Just yeah, yeah. Because most of them it just like it didn't even phase me. And, and that'd be a good thing. And I was looking because I was yeah. like, oh fuck, I can't believe I said that. And then he said that. And then afterwards, I went to him and I went, you know, dude, I said I'm really sorry, but uh, you know what lawn jockey means. Anyway, yeah, it's our ushers. Well, he went, he went, he just like <laughs> it's all of our black ushers. He's just like, does it mean something? I said, okay. I said, let me back you up. I said, and and maybe you were never in the south. I'm sure they had him in the north, but we'll say the south mm-hmm. is that you would have uh, basically hood ornaments for your yard, and they were little black men that were that were jockeys mm-hmm. on your lawn, and it was it was no different than having like a big watermelon eaten Aunt Jemima yeah. sitting on your porch, right? That kind of, you know. Ooh, watermelon with syrup, yum. Yeah, but you know that that kind of thing, and uh, and he went, oh my god, what should I? Send? And he admitted he felt so bad. Sure, yeah. He went, should I send an email? I went, no. I said, this is the thing. I said, if anybody has a problem, I mean, I mean, that's they, they, if anybody has a problem, they'll say something. Yeah. 
um, but you don't want to exacerbate it because you know it, it may have just been something that nobody really caught. Right. But just for future, and I and I told him I said, and I'm really sorry because I should know better. But I it just came out of my mouth, and I didn't even think about it twice. Ah. Uh. Is John McCain a hero? Is he the wonderful Republican senator that... No. Everybody calm the fuck down. Let's not forget that John McCain gave us Sarah Palin. Yeah. Which made it really easy for Obama to... He was going to win anyway, I think. But John McCain was just like the least bad guy of the bad guys. Because he wasn't the ally of the progressives. He just wasn't a fucking dirty asshole, an evil, dirty asshole like Mitch McConnell. That's it, but he was still he was still a part of the party that went out of its way to fuck over a lot of people. I, well, okay. This is what, this because I'm not a big John McCain fan either, but what I will say is John McCain was a Republican when being a Republican wasn't the worst thing in the world. Well, he was a Reagan Republican. He was, yeah. in the beginning, I mean, that's when he started his exactly. senatorial and, 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 career. And, and, there, and there was a semblance uh, of, you know, there was a time when Republicans in this country were not taken over by racist pieces of shit. Right. Um, it was Nixon that decided to go with the Dixiecrats yeah. and take them into his fold, and that, and that created this, this thing. So, you know, I, I think John McCain was a decent guy that was just... They had very conservative views. You know, I guess that's part of my thing is, like, it's so easy to demonize people based on affiliation. And I don't know if that's necessarily... It's it's easy. It's lazy. It's fucking lazy. And, you know, so I I guess my perspective is, and I don't know all of John McCain's record. I don't. I I couldn't... Yeah, I couldn't write it off. I'm I'm not... Because I don't know that, I'm not going to lay judgment... On someone who, and it doesn't matter that he just died. I think it's hysterical that we hate everybody until they die. And then, right, everyone's a fucking saint. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Oh, she was the best, except she was also a crack whore. Yeah, which, I mean, was Whitney Houston the best? I mean, she was, she was a, she had a beautiful she voice. She was great. She was phenomenal. Like, the Bodyguard is an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. But, you know, her earlier stuff, I fucking love. Yeah. You know, I want to dance with somebody, still one of my favorite. Still great talk, you know. But, um, but it's sort of like, you know, Give you, there's a have you ever have you read ever read Ender's Game? No. You know you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Orson Scott Card, who is a known uh, homophobe um, and a Mormon. That's weird. Yeah. You don't see that a lot. You know, Mormon homophobes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they, huh. they're so they're so just open, of, accepting. Yeah. 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 But uh, again, it has nothing to do with how much I like the book or the series. But he wrote Ender's Game, and then he wrote. Ender's Shadow. Mm-hmm. And Ender's Shadow is exactly the same story as Ender Game, but told from a different character's perspective. And then he starts splitting them off. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're familiar with the Ender's Game, the story, and I highly recommend it if you don't, because they're, they're really just great science fiction books. They're just well, mm-hmm. really well-written, interesting ideas, and they and explore a lot of philosophy, a lot of philosophical ideas. One of the things is Ender, um, after he commits xenocide and destroys all but one queen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes, and there's a book called Speaker of the Dead, or Speaker for the Dead, one or the other. Mm-hmm. But a Speaker for the Dead, and they, and they actually, in one of the books, he goes to a planet, and a Speaker for the Dead goes, and he or she goes to find, you know, so you die. I'm the Speaker for the Dead. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find out everything about you. I'm going to find the good. I'm going to find the bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to find out that you jerked off in plants and you also gave to, you know, two bishvat days to celebrate trees. You know, you, you, you all of the pluses and minuses, the, the whole human, the whole human. I got to say, I'm impressed that you could recall or just even call out two bishvat at all. There you go. I'm not that so is, That's low on well, the totem pole of, of important Jewish holidays. I directed a show once that was all about two Oh, okay, there you that's go. That's how I know. Yeah. yeah. Look at how versatile you are. Yeah, you know. You are a champion for the Jewish people. I, sure. You are, you are Schindler. I, and I have a list. Yeah, you're the only one on it, <laughs> but I have that list. I appreciate it. You know, you're, you're, you're my list. Uh, thank you. You know, and the list is a universal good. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, he becomes so so the whole human, the speaker for the dead, the whole human, and then instead of a eulogy where you get up and say, "Oh, 
John McCain was the greatest guy in the whole fucking world looking at this and all these good things. It was, here is the whole human. Yeah. Good, bad, and ugly. And yeah. I'm going to tell you the story of this person's life. Mistresses, cheated on taxes, sure. you know, helped an old lady across the street, all, everything. Mm-hmm. And I really find that, just the concept of it, again, you read the books, but I, the concepts behind a lot of things in the book really drew me in. And I love the concept of a speaker for the dead because... It's there's fair? Some, well, it's fair. And there's something about sort of the the the, the overratedness, the, 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 the let's let's conflate how wonderful mm-hmm. or how evil yeah. you know people were based on this this deathbed, this this their dead eulogy. And there's something that's not correct about it because it, it goes along with the idea that sin is in, unwatchable. That there is no second chances. Mm-hmm. That that there are some people who are blameless and aren't hypocrites and don't do anything bad. Yeah. And so they have the moral right to stand upon the hill of sacred piety and cast down everyone else in their judgmental fire, which is a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, nothing is more obvious than that than Asia Argento. She does exact, and then the thing about it is, I don't think she's a hypocrite. I I applaud her for knowing that she allegedly fucked a seventeen-year-old when she was thirty-seven years old. Uh-huh. That allegedly had pictures that we've seen yeah. of them in bed. Yep. That she allegedly paid him off to not tell anybody. Mm-hmm. That then she threw her dead boyfriend Anthony Bourdain, universally loved, under the bus. Yep. I don't think that takes away from any of the fact that she was a spearhead in the Me Too movement and, and called out Harvey Weinstein for being a rapist piece of shit. No. Oh. I think that makes her human. Dr. Martin Luther King cheated on his wife. Absolutely. I mean, serial cheating. Okay, yeah. like, no one's perfect. I mean, you know, and so... But the thing that, like, was it when... It was last year sometime when they were doing the, the replace and repeal, repeal and replace, you know, the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. And there was... The question they need—they needed McCain. Like yeah. he was like the last hold on. He wasn't sure which way he was going to go. And he had, you know, he did the thumbs down, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh my God, yes, John McCain saved us." It's like he did what was right. Yeah. He thought about what his people need. Like he—he well, he did the there, thing what a senator should is, do in representing he, his people, did, but it doesn't make him a fucking hero. He did what he was supposed to do. I don't know if it was right, and that's one of the things that's very interesting is Obamacare is a very flawed law. It's not perfect. It's far from fucking perfect. Right, but it's not but, wrong. Or, but if you have objections to how it's carried out, automatically you're bad. Right. It means you, you don't believe in universal health care. You don't believe in single care. You don't believe that people deserve health care. Right. And that is not the case. There are plenty of people that don't like Obamacare that are not hardcore monster Republicans, they're not the super rich, that, that have legitimately, they're economists, and economists are all just fucking rolling the dice anyway. They don't yeah. know the fuck they're, they're like meteorologists without like actual science. That's what they are. Right. But there are plenty of them that say this is a flawed law. And the thing about it is what we, those, those of us on the left that want to trumpet Obamacare forget that it was fucking invented by the Heritage Foundation for Romney. Yeah. It was a Republican idea. That's why it's not very good. Yeah. It's not that... It's just the closest we've ever come, and we don't want to shit on Obama's legacy. I get it. And I but, just... But, I, it, but, you know, that's the thing is, I like that he did that. Yeah, we I, needed I, it. Sure. The way he did it, I'm not entirely convinced it wasn't just an old man twitch. <laughs> you know? He did just come back from surgery. He just come back his from surgery, brain. and he held his hand up. And I don't know, if you look at the video, it's kind of like... It's a little it's shaky. Yeah. It's not like he went... Thumbs Absolutely, down. yeah. This was no Mr. Washington yeah, or Mr. Like Smith his, goes to Washington. Yeah, this was yeah. not a big gesture. It was just like his hand just kind of went, and his thumb just kind of went down. And, I, and everyone went, ah! Could have been a mini stroke. You know, it could have been. Could have been a mini stroke. He might have just didn't. The guy has br- had brain cancer. He had brain cancer, and he just had surgery, so maybe he didn't know what up and down was. Who yeah. the hell knows? Right. But we were happy that he did it. because Only his neurologist knows. That's right. Yeah. And I think that, and I'm going to, I'm going to say something, and I know that it's it's going to be. It's it's. I'm going to say this. It's going to be controversial. Calling John McCain a hero. I mean, look, he was captured by the Viet Cong. Yeah. 
My heroes don't get captured. Oh, Jesus Christ, Donald Trump. What? So he said. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Maybe Trump's not so bad. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't think I've Trump is. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't think Trump is so bad. It's, Trump is just a big he's asshole. He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's a, you know, and it's, I mean, there's a, it's it's actually it's a there's a good he's got a small point in there. Like, yeah. Did Bruce Willis ever get caught in Die Hard? Not really. But Bruce Willis was a fictional. But character. it's a fucking movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes heroes get caught, and here's why John McCain's a hero for getting caught because he fucking lived through it for what, like six years of torture. Oh, so that's, that's badass. See, this is the thing is, but that doesn't make him a hero for his that, his none his of that makes senatorial opinion, career. None of that is heroic. What I think was heroic of John McCain. This is what I think was heroic about John McCain, was that he went and fought a war that he knew was horseshit. Yeah. And got captured and tortured in that war, and was all but given up on by the country that he was fighting the war for. Yeah. Gets out of it and decides to run for office. Yeah. And participate in the the public debate about those kind of things. Yeah. That's what I think makes him heroic. Because he was against the because, torture that Cheney yeah, wanted. The and thing you know. about it is there, were, there are plenty of people that would go to war and have to go to war, and, and we'll, we'll speak specifically of the Vietnam War, but came back so filled with hatred for the country mm-hmm. and so hate filled with hatred for themselves that they just became, you know, they, yeah. they just gave up. Lieutenant and, Dan. Yeah. And what I love about John McCain, <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't see it. I don't see Lieutenant Dan as a senator. Also fictional character, but okay. What? I know. Um, but I love the fact, even though Forrest Gump really was in all those places and had to pee yeah, in he, front of Lyndon Johnson. Um, no, he fr- had to pee in front of Kennedy. Was it Kennedy? He showed Johnson his, oh, his that's right, bullet wound in his ass. That's a bullet wound in his ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen that yeah. film. God damn, but son. I <laughs> seen, but I have seen eaten at Bubba Gump Shrimp, which is a really awful, awful experience. Yeah, see, I want to go to Bubblegum Shrimp the same way I want to see Crazy Rich Asians. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. So my first thing to do yeah. is a listen. Uh, listen to the Wilderness podcast. It's uh, hosted by John Favreau, who, not the actor or the, no, yeah. the director. This is the same guy that does uh, Pod Save America. Yeah, he's got, yeah. I was telling right. Katie about it. Yeah. She's like, how many podcasts does he have? I was like, I, the one I listen to, I don't know. Lots of them. Um, he was Obama's speechwriter. Yeah. Uh, so but this is a this is an interesting podcast. It's it's a look at how the Democrats fucked everything up, like the history of where they came from, how they came about and where they started to lose shit and where they've gone wrong. So it's a really honest mm-hmm. look. Um, and I it's not too love festy. Like it, they're admitting their shit, which is from a, it's very party centric. And it, I'm an anti party guy, so I don't like that. But it's like th- this is what we live in. We live in a two party system. It's, it's interesting, um, and it's useful, especially for people that still think the Democrat Party or the Democratic Party is, is right, that Hillary should have won. Uh, no, the Democrats fucked up. It's, it's, it's a great listen. All right, my listen, my first one is uh, a listen as well. Oh, what's your, oh, yeah, I'll do oh and then my, yeah, what's your don't do? My, my don't do is don't listen to the wilderness because the fucking Democrats fucked everything up, and I'm fucking sick of it. You should be too. All right. My first one is <laughs> listen go. to... The episode of the Joe Rogan Experience, where he interviews Chuck Palahniuk. It really is. It's two hours long, but it is completely worth it. Um, yeah, it's really. It's just superb, and 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 you get you get real insight on uh, Chuck's uh, writing style, which is highly unusual, and his perspectives on uh, censorship and self censorship. And I mean, it's it's really it's just a fucking great interview. Mm-hmm. And if you like Chuck Palahniuk, like I like Chuck. It's really grand. Um, and my don't listen to is any Joe Rogan experience where he's interviewing some MMA guy. Because <laughs> those, I like yeah. him with the comedians and I like him with the deep thinkers, but the MMA guys, it's just a, it's just a testosterone clusterfuck of let's talk about dudes. It's just not that good. Mm-hmm. I okay. like Joe Rogan, but I don't like yeah. the MMA guy stuff. Yeah. All right. My second thing is a watch. Uh, the fourth season just started a couple weeks ago. Watch Better Call Saul. Yeah. There, God there, there, damn it, that's a Are you show. watching season four? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't started watching it because I'm waiting for it it's to all so be done good. so I can just binge it because I've it's got so it, I bought it, it's yeah. on my iTunes and I'm ready to go. It's so good. Uh, don't 
rewatch Breaking Bad while also watching oh. Better Call Saul because that's what Kate and I are doing right now, and it just confuses everything. Yeah, you're trying to like who, what, it, and it all makes sense. Yeah, but you're just going to confuse yourself. You got to watch one after the other kind yeah. of thing. All right, that's good. My uh, my second is a watch. Um, watch the Graham Norton show on YouTube. Yeah. God <laughs> damn it. Graham Norton, Norton's a great it's show. Just, it, I just discovered that not too long ago, and I just can't get enough of it because if you, it's it's British talk show, and what makes it different is he gets, he'll usually get four guests, three to four guests, and usually two or three of them are like promoting a movie together mm-hmm. or something like that, and then just some rando yeah. British person. But what's really nice is that they're all drinking. Yeah. They're all sitting on this big-ass couch. There's no, like, oh, we're going to talk to one person, then we're going to talk to another. It's, they're all up there, mm-hmm. and he fucks with his audience, but they're all drinking. So yeah. they tell some really fucking great So It's just, if you like celebrity, it really is tremendously It's, it's celebrity tremendously with funny. the magnificence of dry British humor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just love Graham Norton. I just yeah. think he's adorable and yeah. fun. Um, a thing not to do. That's just, just sprung, sprung it on me. Don't watch. What am I going to say? Don't watch. What's something that's really... I got one for you. Okay. Help me out. Don't watch Jimmy Fallon. Like, oh, yeah. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't watch Jimmy Fallon. Don't watch. <laughs> and don't watch. And, and one further. Don't watch Jimmy Fallon or any fucking television show that you might find on YouTube that is about a lip sync battle. Fuck Yeah. You. What a meaningless fucking talent. Yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt... He killed it with Rhythm Nation. Uh, so fucking what? Exactly. So, so fucking, fucking what? what? That's what I'm saying. Don't watch it. It's a waste of your fucking time. If that's your thing, if you think lip-syncing is a talent, <sighs> then go be an athlete and eat hot dogs because that's also a sport. I don't know, man. That has far more talent than lip syncing. No, that just has a freak of nature stomach. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's. Have you ever actually seen one? Yeah, I have, and I've it's also seen a guy with. And I also saw a guy with flippers for hands, and it's just that's yeah, cool. I'll pay two bits for it, but it's not as worth. <laughs> two bits. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right, so my final thing to do this week, uh, it's a listen. Uh, <clears throat> I got on a kick this this last week um, on the replacements. Listen to anything by the replacements. Oh, yeah. God damn it, that band is good. Yeah. Was good. Whatever. I, fuck. God damn it. Um, don't listen to Imagine Dragons because they fucking suck. Okay. I'm just sorry. You don't believe me? Go ahead and listen to them. I'm right. You're wrong. All fuck right. you. Um, do read. <laughs> this is in uh, deadspin.com. It's by David Davis. It is Sex, Steroids, and Arnold. The story of the gym that shaped America. It is an oral history of Gold's Gym. Oh. And he's got uh, reminiscences from Frank Zane, Eddie Giuliani, Lou Ferrigno, among others. It doesn't sound like it's going to be interesting, but I'm telling you, it is fascinating to hear about all the... Like, all this, just basically, because this is long before, Gold's Gym, long mm-hmm. before, like, the gym craze had hit everybody. This right. is even before gym fixers. Before, like, the, 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 the mall, jogging The mall yeah. gyms, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, just hearing Did you say before jogging became a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's... That's so funny. You said, there's, I've got old Mike Royko books. Mike Royko was the, the yeah. column, Chicago Tribune columnist and other Chicago magazines syndicated in, like, 144 different things. Died in 97. Anyway, um... In one of his books in like 1970, one of his pieces from like 1972 or something like that, he's talking about the jogging craze and making fun of it. It's like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. And I, when I was born, jogging was already a thing. I was in, I ran cross country for Christ's sake. There you sake, go, right? yeah, there you go. But I just remember reading that going, was jogging not a thing it at some point? People thing, didn't yeah. do that? Well, that's, that's, what's, so that's what's fascinating about reading this. Sorry this. to distract No, but. no, it's right on this funny. <laughs> the Sex, Steroids, and Arnold. Uh, Deadspin.com by David Davis is is that gyms are so ubiquitous now that mm-hmm. to read when when they weren't yeah and how they became that and sort of this Jack LaLanne and these Mr. Universe things and what a dick Arnold Schwarzenegger was mm-hmm. it was just basically none of them like it I, I think it that Arnold got got kinder in his old age well yeah no but he was just kind of and, and not being yeah. like he was just kind of rude yeah he was the kind of guy that you know it's like how he's old Austrian. are you how old are you oh I'm 60 oh you'll be dead soon yeah I mean just his sense of humor was just like yeah a thud and don't do not go to the gym 
and grunt when you work out. You fucking <laughs> virtue signaling motherfucker. Nobody wants to hear you go as you're pushing 30 pounds on your fucking biceps, you fucking wiener. All right? Pull it down a notch. Go 25. Yeah, yeah, and don't and don't grunt cuz you're fucking grunting is embarrassing everyone. Do 20 reps of 5 pounds rather than four reps <laughs> of <laughs> I hate that shit. I swear to God, don't do that. Do not do that. And I hope you're listening closely because you know goddamn well who he's talking to. Yeah. It's you, buddy. It's you. It's you. I'm working out right next to you while you're listening to this podcast, you virtue signaling dipshit. That said, buddy, you, please, and everyone else listening. And everyone else listening. Take a moment to, uh, first of all, thanks for listening, and, and take a moment to... You know, rate us on iTunes yeah, and then leave a comment. How, can I just go on a rant for a moment? Am I going to stop you? Oh, I guess that's true. How fucking hard is it to write a three sentence goddamn review for a fucking podcast? How hard is that? How much energy? Our parents, your wife, my wife, Jesus Christ, you're he- people who are invested in us. How hard is it to go? I mean, our favorite review is our only review calls us whiny douchebags. Yeah. That's fine. But He's not it. wrong either. He's not wrong, but just write something and give us some stars. If you're listening to this right now, Jesus Christ, take you five fucking minutes. Do it. It helps oh. us out. You're supporting the arts, which apparently are important. Yeah. It's like a Yelp review for somebody that nobody goes to. Yeah. We could use your, your no good, useless Yelp review. Yeah. On Yelp review us. Talk about our bad service and our undercooked uh, veggie rolls. I don't give a shit. So thanks for listening. Tune in next week. For and, more. And leave a goddamn comment, please. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.